0: Self-serving, persuasive talkers of
1: everything and
0: nothing. We, we are, are a Conversation, Conversation Con, Con artists. Con Artist. What's going on, people? It's your boy, Mr. On Point.
1: And I am Calamity Red.
0: And we are Conversation Con artists, back for another wonderful, fantastic episode. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R underscore On Point and TikTok at Eddie B. Talkin'.
1: And I can be found at Red or Discord Calamity. We are still doing a listener letter portion of the show. So if you have a question you would like to send in or read a ready letter or whatever, you can send it to our Gmail account, which is at conversationconartist.gmail.com or you can find us on any of the aforementioned social media. Today. We We've been gone. I guess we maybe need to explain that first.
0: Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, let me tell you what happened. I used to be a stickler on the show and Red will tell you I did not want to miss no damn show. Okay.
1: Not, no matter what was going
2: Period.
0: on. That's not the same anymore. Uh I don't know if it's after COVID and everything, but if we got a vacation, if we got something, I used to be like, get Cole Jackson on the show. Get <laughs> Shogun on the show. Get Leroy catch him on the show. Get somebody on the show. Yeah. But I'm not like that no more. If I'm on vacation, we'll just miss a week. If she's on vacation, we'll just miss a week. So, I went to Orlando. Florida yes. is uh, America's armpit, man. Like, it's just terrible. Yes. I mean, it's already humid. It, it, I feel like because it's humid, it's musty. <laughs> and I went to Orlando now. The, the, the My old roommate got a suite for us to be in that, like, it was an amazing place. I ain't never been in no shit like that. And I, in my head, I'm like, bro, this is like low-end rich people living <laughs> You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but it, look, it looked like it had a movie theater in the place. It had an arcade room. It was phenomenal. Oh. But when I left there, it left me with a uh, a surprise, which is COVID. Which so that was the second one. Second week you had COVID. Yeah, that's the second week. So, on that Sunday, my flight got back at like 6.30 a.m. I had time to drive back to Charlotte and do the podcast. But I was in the car and I had a headache. And every time I got out of the car, my body felt like all of my muscles lifted weights at the same time. (laughs) The body aches was outlandish. Now, I didn't experience none of this shit at the beginning of COVID. And don't get me wrong, none of it was bad enough. But I had a headache the first day and body aches, and then the next day, uh, the headache and the body aches went away. But I had uh, I had like this sniffle, and then just all the symptoms just came and went. And then I was just sitting there having the quarantine, even though all my symptoms and shit was gone. That's what happened with COVID, with me. That's why we missed the first two weeks. That's on me. Why we missed the third week? It was on me. I had food poisoning. <laughs> So
1: I got sick, and there was no way on God's green earth that I was going to be able to sit down and talk for two hours through the pain that I was feeling. What did you that- say you felt like you were having a heart attack? Yes, I did. Um, it was, so apparently, depending on bacteria is what causes food poisoning. So depending upon what bacteria you ingested in the bad food, that determines what your symptoms are. And one of the symptoms can be excess gas, but like this had all gathered in a place that was making it feel like I was having a fucking heart attack. Um, And I, I took, let me tell you, when I tell you on my own, before I went to a doctor, I took so much gas eggs prilosec otc because i was like maybe it's heartburn all of this shit, and it would never move <laughs> so depending upon what it what uh bacteria you ingest food poisoning can look different ways but it, i think they're all bullshit and unpleasant um and uh so yeah thankfully this week i had a training so i wasn't having to see clients so i like I didn't have to be interactive. Well, I didn't have to be as interactive, like I could not pay attention and it wouldn't matter <laughs> Which I didn't because I was still took me a little while uh to come out of it. But yeah. So that the
2: third
0: said, week is on me. That <laughs> being <we're means> <laughs> said, we are back and we are going to be having just a freestyle conversation today. Yeah. We have some listener letters, but we just got some some shit to chop up with y'all. Uh, and with each other,
1: just some and shit
0: <laughs> that's what we're gonna do. unstructured, oh well, it's always unstructured, but uh, <laughs> intentionally unstructured shooting <laughs> yeah. the shit about life and whatnot. but we have letters, so, so we're if- gonna do the letters and the rated letters that come from anything that was written, but we ain't got nothing for ourselves. We're gonna just freestyle it today. yeah, so on July thirtieth. We received something from Colin. Okay. It is a Reddit letter, and he said I have an email coming too. We didn't get that, so, but you know, Colin be busy being the father of the year. <laughs> so, and it looked like it on the play like you know, you ever see somebody on your Facebook and be like, "Damn, why my daddy could be like that?" Or that's the kind of daddy I want to be. Or damn, a
1: like, man I want to be the father. Of
0: yeah, like. Colin, how he's showing himself nurturing his child is really, really cool. Let's hit that button. Oh, it's gone. <laughs>
1: uh, it's been I mean, it's been like two
0: weeks. <laughs> it has been two weeks, man. God dang. And sometimes, oh, it violated the content policy.
1: What the fuck was that about? Mm,
0: I wish I knew what it was. Damn, I'm sorry, Colin. I should have went to that shit when you sent it in. Copied it. He, he says, Georgia man likes to shout angry thoughts. Okay. Sorry, guys. That's on me. He also said that he wants to join us on the 28th. Cool beat. And he also wants Angel too, but we'll see. Angel also sent this email before he did. I just didn't realize we had an email thread back and forth, so I put it at the top of the emails. Anyway, this is Angel. Hey, con artist. Hi, Cinnamon. I'm sorry to hear about your father. I'm also sorry that you had to deal with that type of criticism from your mother. I've dealt with weight issues starting in my 20s. Well, not really weight issues. That's when I started to think I was fat. I realize now I may have had a bit of body dysmorphia because I wasn't fat at all. For me, It was more self-criticism than anything else. I was always the thicker one in the group of my friends. Through the years, my weight has slowly climbed. I was teetering around 200 pounds pre-COVID. Currently, we are the same weight, but I'm 5'5". Even though I'm trying to lose weight, I'm doing so with a different mindset. I realize I have to learn to love my body no matter what size I am. I've started to stand in front of the mirror completely naked. I look at all the things I love about my body, and I'm starting to see how beautiful my body really is. I do this often. This has helped me see that I was being overly critical. I'm working on my weight because I don't like how the extra weight keeps me out of breath. I'm getting older, I'm over 40, and it's starting to affect my health. I'm not really worried about the number of pounds anymore. I want to get to a point where I feel good. I want to, I say all this to say everyone else's opinion doesn't matter. If you love the size you're at, don't change a thing. It's your life and your body. The only person you have to please is yourself. If you do decide to change something about yourself, make sure you're doing it for you, no one else. I hope you start to write in more often. Mr. On Point, I hope you've cut those niggas out your life. I don't care what my friends tell me about men and their lives. I would never cross that line. I love and respect my friends way too much to go after someone they're with. So fuck them and fuck her too. I never understand when I hear stories like this. Years ago, a friend of mine was talking to this guy. They were really just starting to get to know each other. They hadn't made it official, but she liked him. One day she came over to me and handed me the phone. It was him and he told her he wanted to talk to me real quick. I took the phone and this nigga proceeds to hit on me. I immediately got angry because what the fuck? I didn't even respond. I handed her the phone and told her to leave his bitch ass alone. I don't know what he thought was going to happen, but he had the wrong one. I don't entertain shit like that. I was so pissed that he would do that to her. Red. I had to learn to listen and keep my feelings out of my friend's situations. A friend of mine would tell me things that made me dislike her partner. I'm not the type of person that can be fake. If I don't like you, you'll know. The funny thing is I introduced him. He was a cool-ass guy that was a lot of fun. I told her he's one of those guys to you keep as a fuck buddy, nothing serious. Did she listen? No. She <laughs> made him her man. Not my business, do you. The problem was she told me every fucked-up thing this man did. Now he goes from being this fun person to be around to somebody I'm starting to dislike. Since she's my best friend, I had to be around him quite a bit. It was very awkward at times. He constantly tried to be cool with me, but I gave him the cold shoulder. She got pregnant, so they got married. <sighs> Y'all, I cried at that wedding like I was at a funeral. They're still together 20 years later, and she still overshares. I've learned to separate my feelings from the situation. I let her vent and let it go on one ear and out the other. Now I'm able to be around her husband with no friction. He's still the same life of the party type guy he was back then, and we're able to laugh and talk with each other. They gave me a wonderful godson, and being at odds with his father wasn't good for anybody, so I let it go. If she's willing to deal with everything he comes with, is her decision. I'm out of it damn this was pretty long hopefully i'm not too late for this week's episode <laughs> you were on time we was late. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: oh one more thing did y'all get a chance to listen to tanks podcast if so what do y'all think until next time angel i did not get to listen to tanks podcast
1: i don't listen to shit, so like i wouldn't have done it anyway i don't
0: listen know, to
1: our podcast
0: somebody was on tank podcast Oh, uh, Jamie Fox! I be seeing clips right, and I, it's just really encouraging me because it's on my list. I just haven't started. But Jamie Fox was talking about how he was partying with somebody, and they did a line of cocaine in front of him. It's a it's a well known R and B singer singer apparently, a woman, and um, she I called him the wrong name. She thought she was partying with somebody different than uh, than, than Jamie Fox. And Tank was just laughing. It was just looked hilarious. But Jamie Foxx is a good storyteller. He always tell good stories. Um, but I did watch that Drink Champs podcast with Irv Gotti on it. You seen clips of that? He a bitch ass nigga. I mean, I saw clips. I didn't see the whole thing. I
1: didn't see the whole thing either. But I oh. saw enough to know he a bitch ass nigga. I don't need to see the whole thing to know that because so many things
0: like. Yeah. So hurt.
1: You so obsessed still with Ashanti. First of all, my nigga, you were married at the time, so like you get upset talking about. You wanna know how I found out about Nelly? Bitch, she you had a wife. She don't owe you a goddamn thing. Like the, the audacity for you to be upset at her for engaging with somebody else when you got a whole ass wife. Like, and you don't even see nothing wrong with telling this story, like. You really thought she was going to tell this story and people was going to be like, oh, Ashanti's terrible. No, nigga, you're terrible. First of all, this was 20 years ago. Why the fuck are you even still talking about this? Why are you still butt hurt about this, nigga? The fact that she was fucking you in the first place, man, that that was the only thing that made me look down on Ashanti because Ashanti girl. Irv got it look like a turtle and not a ninja turtle, just a regular pond scum riding ass turtle.
0: He looked like, like one of Bowser kids. <laughs> He looked like one of Bowser kids from Super Mario World. He looked like, like them what? kind of turtles.
1: And he's always seemed like just an asshole. Like, he one of them people who is just so arrogant and so narcissistic. Like, I... I, ugh. The only thing I got from that is he a bitch-ass nigga. I don't know what, what he was going for. Like I said, I don't know if he thought he was going to tell these stories and people were going to be like, Shanti's terrible. But, like, my nigga, all you did was let us know what a fuck boy you are. And still are you. How old are you? And you still doing this?
0: <sighs> I feel like he walked into that place and said, "Hey, hey!" During this segment, ask me about my watch, <laughs> and it turned into all, all of that. You still, he's still like, wearing that fucking watch? He got me this watch, Who and then you doing that?
1: do you have any jewelry, or you don't wear jewelry? Do you have anything from twenty years ago still?
0: I have jewelry now.
1: Yeah, but I'm saying, like, any? Do you have a possession that you've had for twenty years?
0: Uh, not yet. My daddy gave me a bracelet when I graduated from AUM. Okay. That'll be the only thing I'll have had for that long.
1: And that was your father. <laughs> this motherfucker got a watch that a bitch he was fucking, when he had a wife, got him wearing it to an interview 20 fucking years later. It's pathetic. <laughs> what the fuck? I don't even know. Do I? I think I have a ring that my mom gave me that ring might be 20 years. I feel like she gave it to me. She probably didn't even talk. Cause how long have I been? It ain't been 20 years. Cause I think she gave it to me when I was in undergrad. And I haven't been out of undergrad. Close 20, but I haven't been out of undergrad for 20 years, but this shit was just like, it was so lame to me. Like I had to stop. I don't need, I watched a couple of clips and I was like, let me stop. <laughs> just go yeah. get my blood pressure up. Cause he's just a bitch ass nigga. Jesus.
0: That being said, <laughs> uh i don't know why i mean i just kicked that in after the podcast part of the letter uh but
1: uh, she's worried about the weight stuff yeah, you know it's, it's so hard being a woman especially now because you know everybody and i if you want to get plastic surgery okay cool please do not see this it's me downing plastic surgery if you see something on you that you want to fix fix it i suppose however it starts giving these unrealistic real bodies don't look like that even people that have like coke bottle shapes a natural coke bottle shape is not perfect it is not what you're gonna get from going to dr miami it don't look like that breasts don't look like that not naturally and so it starts becoming a situation where like what the expectation of a body that looks like looks like this made up shit instead of what a natural body actually looks like and that's that's the annoying part for me again you want to get something fixed fix it you know if that's gonna make you feel better about yourself do that but it just is becoming to where like that's what the expectation is you like that bitch paid ten thousand dollars to look like that okay plus Mm -hmm. That's not what a natural body looks like. Like it it's never been what a natural body looks like. And it's never gonna be what a natural body looks like. It just isn't. And so that's the only thing that like annoys me about that shit. And you have young girls that are impressionable who wanna look like that. And it's like you're not gonna look like that. Now unless you go under the table, you could exercise you can change your diet you can get your body into the best shape it's going to possibly be in, and it's still not going to look like a surgically um updated body it just isn't two different things it's two different things so um you just have to be comfortable with, with, with who you are and what you have um which it, society can make that very difficult but and it don't matter what size you are when i was really skinny, people made comments about me being too small all the time and then when i gained weight and motherfuckers was like you didn't put on some weight but do you know i see myself i see me more than you see me <laughs> i don't know why you feel the need to say that to me when you see me like i didn't know i buy my clothes i'm aware thank you it's annoying
0: and i'm i'm 325 pounds and i've been 300 plus for a long time i've been 300 plus since i don't know the last time i saw a two on the fucking beginning of my scale <laughs> i don't even remember I in high school <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know and i guess it's something different about being big your whole life you know because first off i'm top heavy and my legs are little for a big dude like big as a man
1: is different than being big as a woman
0: though. i know i know i know this ain't necessarily about the difference in our sizes but more so where i started to find my confidence Mm -hmm. because i'm also hairy as hell too i am very hairy like i got hair everywhere and it's like i've never looked at it as like a negative thing so much but it it earlier in my life it was something where i would keep my shirts on when people were around because people might find it unfavorable which you do that because of some slight level of insecurity that exists within yourself and i had a friend at the time that uh used to hang out with me and i remember her telling me that she don't like hairy dudes and i'm like i'm hairy. She was like, but you Eddie. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And it was like the parts of me that made Eddie valuable to her made the other parts of me that would otherwise be unfavorable irrelevant. And it was so significant for me at that time to understand that if I am a person that people value, there are a lot of things about me and there are a lot of things about humans that won't even make a difference, that won't even matter. And I think that's what happens with a lot of us. We get caught so deep in our insecurities that we believe that the world is looking at us in the way that we look at ourselves. But if we can imagine the world looking at the parts of us that that we love and that we nurture for them to love then the things that we worry about about ourselves they won't think anything about it and that really just that moment helped me develop a lot and and that's what you know I do I moments happen and I process them and I process them and I figure out how to integrate that as a part of my growth and that's something I've been doing for a long time without really knowing that I was doing it you know I
1: had a a moment like that this week <laughs> because so my job um were paid for us to get some professional headshots done. everybody knew Thursday you needed to come dress you know for for the headshots. so my hair is purple um and so my roots are are i don't the purple don't start at the roots, so I have like some black hair, and then my hair is purple for the rest of the way um and so what I decided to do was I pinned my hair back. Um, so that more of the Blackwood show, so like that would be like the prominent thing in the picture. Since this was like a professional headshot, it was going to go on our, you know, company website and all of that shit. So I do that. I go sit, take the pictures and I don't like wearing hair back. So I immediately took the hairpins out and fluffed it out. And I have like pretty curly, fluffy, natural hair. So I fluffed it out and all of my coworkers <laughs> were like, why you ain't take your pictures like that? Like after I had let my hair out and all the purple was like on show, they was like, "What? Why would you? Why would you not do that?" And I was like, "Well, it's a professional headshot. I was trying to, you know, um look, you know, a little bit more professional for the pictures." And they was like, "That don't look like you, though. Like, like this is you. This is what you need to do." And even the photographer who had just met me was like, "I knew something seemed off." He was like, "You need to." So I had to reset <laughs> for the pictures with my hair out and big and purple because everybody in the room was like, girl, if you don't (laughs) do what you normally do and look how you normally look like, that don't even look like you. Um, And so for me, it was just a moment of me realizing how much I overthink shit. And the thing about it is people love my fucking hair. Like to the point where like straight, it does not matter if I'm in Publix, Walmart, wherever I am, somebody's gonna stop me at some point and tell me they love my hair. Black people, mm-hmm. white people, the and the only people that say despair that have said disparaging things about my hair has been black folks. Like, where you who where you work at the that lets you have your hair that color? Like, bitch, mind your business. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> I work where I work. Um, but yeah, in that moment it was just so shocking to me that everybody was like and they were really like, no, nah, you need to retake them pictures. Like, we're not putting them first pictures on the <laughs> So now my professional headshots are gonna be me with my big ass purple fro.
0: <laughs> Cause you was out here trying to get in your own way.
1: I was trying to get in my own way, and like I said, my coworkers, it made sense. But the like I said, I had just met that photographer that day, and he was like, "This looks more right." <laughs> so this is what I normally look like. But again, these were professional headshots. So I was trying to like you know look a little bit more put together. I don't fucking know.
0: It's a but damn it was girl. A Go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: Oh, it was a lesson learned. It,
0: was a, listen, it was a damn girl on TikTok that got this big ass afro on her head and she be shaping it into different shapes.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's just really, really cool. Man, I, I'll have to look it up in the meantime of us talking and give her tag. But I need to send, send that to you. But I i am really infatuated with like really really big black hair
2: mm-hmm.
0: it don't really matter who it's on now my fucking time is over i'm bald headed <laughs> and i guess my beard gonna have to suffice for the big hair that i have but man <laughs> if if i could go back and like nurture my hair in a way that it'll be big I, I would do that until it fucking thinned out too much and i was gonna have to get to this point anyway but I, I do like that and you I mean, put a lot of energy into your hair like that shit need to be like the color can't just be the main attraction that shit need to be big too <laughs> fuck them niggas <laughs> i mean until you get a job where you can't goddamn.
1: well but the thing about so i dyed my hair it was obviously i'm calamity red because at a point it was really bright red um i did that in grad school and the you know i the closer i got to graduation again black people in my life were like you gonna have to change that like you finna be going out on interviews and all of this shit. and my uh internship supervisor was a white lady and so i had talked to her toward the end of my internship and was like you know i have been thinking about dyeing my hair she's like why she was like i don't even think i would recognize you if you dyed your hair like that red is like, that you. like, she was like, this isn't, this field isn't one where it's, like, super, um, what's the word? It's not, like, super conservative. It's not a conservative kind of a job, uh, and so I didn't. I didn't change it. I left it red as fuck, and I went on interviews, and I've worked my entire career as a therapist. I've had some kind of colored hair, and not like natural color. I mean, it was red for a while, it's like purple and pink now. And when I go to conferences, when I go to like whatever, nobody there is like, everybody's always like, it's a it's a, a topic of conversation, but always in a positive way. Like nobody cares. <laughs> and honestly, at this point, I really think if I dyed my hair black, everybody would lose their fucking eyes. <laughs> like nobody would. I don't think anybody would be on board for that.
2: Mm-mm.
1: And I would look weird. I don't even know. Again, it's been over 10 years since my hair has been dark. It's never really truly ever been black because I've never liked having black hair. But like it hasn't been a dark color for over 10 years. Mm. Um, and so I just got to get out my own way because obviously I like my hair. That's why like I this is some boot. like it's a lot of work. this hair is a rinse so every time i wash my hair it rinses out and you have to keep redoing it not every time you wash but like probably about every four or five washes it gets really light so i have to like put it and it's messy as fuck. okay just stain shit up doing this (laughs) so obviously i like it to put the word it'd be easier just to have black hair but i think because i was such a Introverted person, my hair is like my way of being like, bitch, get out my way <laughs> without saying anything.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You see me, it's just move. Thanks.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't have to say anything. um It has like forced me to have more conversations with people. That was not something I expected because, like I said, no matter where I go, somebody's gonna stop me and either just tell me they like my hair, which is great because then it's just like, thank you, and I can keep moving, or they're gonna full on stop. <laughs> and want to have a conversation about products and what colors and all of that shit. So that's how I started a YouTube channel was because I kept getting stopped and I was like, oh, you just fucking, <laughs> and then I can just be like, I got a video. You should just go watch the video. So I could shorten these conversations <laughs> that I'm having with people. Yeah. So gotta get out your own way. Sometimes.
0: Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. That's all we got for the letters.
2: Okay. Uh, oh
0: shit. I'm sorry. We were just that was at the beginning of responding. Uh that ever, was still about the wait section.
1: <laughs> what was the other section?
0: Uh the well, one was about the dudes that talked to my girlfriend at the time, text um, messages and whatnot. One of them was never one of them was close in the sense that, okay, one of them was my friend. And another one was the friend of my friend, but the friend of my friend, we were all close enough to be hanging out all the time and doing stuff. So I was never that close to him that, that much. And I, but I am still close to the other guy. Uh, I, close ain't the word. I, I, I still like the other guy. I still talk to him. We're still cool. Um, there was really never any friction because of that. I just really learned lessons about my relationship and absorbed those things. In terms of how I engage with the world around me, including the people that I'm dating and engaging with and including the people around me that know or are aware that I'm dating somebody, you know, and the reality is. I learned this lesson in college. At uh, AUM and read, you'll know some of these characters, you know, all of these characters. Uh, on campus, it was me, Rob. Ronnie, Paul, Jamal, Philip. Philip went on to be my roommate. He the person I went to Orlando with.
1: Every time you say his real fucking name, it <laughs> to me off because I'd be like, "Who
0: the fuck is?" His, I always call him Yogi. He's yeah. known as Yogi to everybody through me, <laughs> and if you know him, because that was his Xbox name when we met. I was Bama Psycho. He was Yogi Bear, and he called me Psycho. I call him Yogi. That's just what it is, and. All we did was play the game. We played Halo 2. At nighttime, I didn't know any of these guys because I didn't go anywhere. I just happened to meet Paul because he lived in my building, and he was like, hey, you play Halo? I was like, yeah, I play Halo. Connect to this server, and let's play the game. So it's like six of us playing the game, and we that's what those guys are for. That's what they do. I don't know what they do outside of that. I don't care. These are the guys I played the game with. That's the relationship we have, right? I come to learn that Rob and Ronnie were on the basketball team. Both of them were serial philanderers.
1: <laughs> Especially Ronnie. Ronnie, that typical fuck nigga with like light eyes and light skin that just like you could look at him and I already tell he a fuck nigga. That was Ronnie. And
0: Rob was more like the athletic opportunist. It's not like he wasn't seeking it out, but because he was tall and athletic, the women that came to him, he really kind of didn't push him away. Yeah. Oh,
1: he was more likable than running. I have a hilarious story about running that I'm not gonna tell. <laughs> but I had a friend that interacted with him, and it was fucking hilarious. But I'm not. I'm not gonna tell his business. But <laughs> it's fucking hilarious.
0: But see, I knew that that's what those guys were for. I I, I didn't plan on calling it as none on for a ride. If I had a flat tire, they weren't ones that I was gonna call to get here. I had people for those things. But I don't think Paul had that discernment. And so Paul invited Paul. I mean, again, I don't know what Paul and Rob did outside of playing the game. I feel like it was only playing the game and probably having conversations outside of the norm. But Paul wanted Rob to be his best man at his wedding. I'm
1: sorry. And I have I, to tell the story about Rob. I'm going to let you finish, but it's
0: just too funny. Okay. Not to we name driving <laughs> out here, too. Well, Rob,
1: Roddy could
0: be anyone. We don't give last days. I've listed. I've named AUM. I done named Paul. You the people who don't body. know. You can't. So the
1: people,
0: like, if people know us, then care. they know. I don't
1: care about I the name I wish some shit to me.
0: But anyway, Paul <laughs> asked Rob to be his best man. And Rob, basically, the week of, said he ain't, He can't do it. It ain't no telling what Rob had to do. He probably had to pick up basketball game to go to. It's probably ain't nothing serious. Yeah. <laughs> they weren't we, close to him, though. I, I still can't believe he asked them. But, you know, and and that, the, that, it taught me a lesson. Again, when I say, when I hear about situations and I be a part of something, I process them and I integrate them into how I look at life. The people that you put in your life are there for the reason that they're there. Um, The guy who I'm talking about, who I'm cool with, He he came to be my roommate for a year or for a semester at AUM. But he was a horrible roommate. Uh, He was a horrible confidant when it came to my relationships. Which one was the roommate? I don't think you met him. Uh, This was, you didn't meet him. Okay. He came for like half of a semester and then left.
1: Oh, Okay, yeah, bro.
0: you wouldn't have knew him anyway? But i know that his role in my life was not the things i was making him a part of my life for and once i realized that the people who are in my life they have compartments everybody ain't everything for you some people are going to be confidants that you can talk to some people are going to just be fun people that you like to hang out with some people are just going to be for the game some people are just going to be support everybody ain't everything and when you start to overlap and cross people over into other areas that weren't a part of how you originally met them, then that's when you're going to have issues. I mean, I think when we meet people, I think we know if they got like best friend, I got your back potential. And I, I, I and at some point we come to know if somebody just ain't going to be dependable. And I just didn't have that discernment at the time. And so I took the L. Um, come to find out the girl that I was in a relationship with her at the time was bipolar our whole relationship. So she was pretty much in a manic episode the whole time we was together. So, <laughs> yeah, her, all her behaviors and actions were like really because of being up all night long for like a year and a half that we was talking to each other, you know. But, but I would not today i wouldn't have people like that in my life and i wouldn't have conversations like that with them that i thought would be inappropriate for them to know as we being friends and you know that's kind of my piece on that uh the last one was about her saying to keep your for her uh she was telling you i had to learn to listen to keep my friend feelings out of my friends oh, yeah. conversations.
1: I mean, I, you know, again, I tell people all the time, you gotta be careful what you share with folks because it does color their, it's gonna color their opinion of your significant other. And it's not gonna change on its own. Again, you got these mushy ass feelings for them. So like you're more willing to forgive, but your, your friends are your friends. Your family is your family. So like, you know, don't even put them or your significant other in that position. Like you just, you have to be cognizant of it. Cause it's hard. I'm glad she was able to do that to be able to kind of separate herself from it. But a lot of people can't do that shit. Like, once they fucking don't fuck with somebody, they don't fuck with them. And that just makes it harder for you as a person in a relationship. So you got to be careful about what you're sharing. You know, everything ain't for everybody. You got to be careful about that, which I've learned and I do now. Like, I, you know, I'm very cognizant of the things that I share when I'm in a relationship and the things that are going on. Especially if I know I'm not about to leave the relationship and I'm still be in it. So, you got to be careful about that. But I'm going to tell this really quick story about Ronnie because...
0: I was about to say, tell the people about Ronnie.
1: Listen, so again, Ronnie is your quintessential light-skinned nigga with light eyes who just like thinks very highly of himself and i had a friend who fell into the trap okay of like oh he's so he's so fine and all of this shit. so she like kept going after him till she got him (laughs) and uh it was disappointing (laughs) it was very disappointing and he knew that it was it, it didn't do what it was supposed to do okay because what ended up happening is she went they had said uh, was not great. Um, and my friend, on point, you know what friend I'm talking about. Like, she mm-hmm. was real outspoken and like, she gonna tell you like, <laughs> so uh, I think she like was honest with him. Like, maybe he asked, I don't know why dudes do that, but I think he asked her like, how would, I don't know. But she was like, it wasn't it. It wasn't it. This nigga <laughs> he kept like contacted her being like with all of these excuses like i was sick that night i I wasn't feeling well like you need to give me a do-over like just oh shit and she was not having it she was like i'm good she was like i never really liked him i just kind of wanted to like see what it was like and i saw it it wasn't worth it so she and she never gave him another opportunity (laughs) to fix it but he wasn't sick until it didn't go well Then all of a sudden he was like so sick and wasn't feeling well. And like, he just wasn't, you know, able to perform um, up to his normal standard because he was sick.
0: Started impacting their reputation.
1: (laughs) I I don't think she, she told me. We had a very like small group of friends so i don't think it got outside of our like friend group like she wasn't just telling anybody she saw but like for our friend group we all looked at that nigga. <laughs> like, and i already like wasn't a fan of his so then i'm like hey you walking around here like you hot shit and can't fuck. like really okay <laughs> but it was a, like when i tell you he was texting her he was calling her like trying to get her to give him another opportunity to fix it because it was so bad to where he knew it was bad
0: like, <laughs> I mean, what can you do? Look, sometimes men, men, we just got to accept that what we got ain't going to work for the woman in front of us, man. <laughs> our bodies are all different. Sometimes our bodies are incompatible. Sometimes it's just like throwing a hot dog down the hallway and that's just what it's going to be. It's, it's, it's what it is, okay?
1: If he wasn't who he was, if, I think it might have been different. But like I said, y'all got to understand Roddy was Uh, arrogant, like narcissistic ass
2: niggas.
0: (laughs) So, it's one thing that men don't be understanding. It goes along with what I was talking about my hair. If a woman likes you and if you're likable, what you have and what you do will be like the the value of it increases. Like, the potential, if your meat ain't where you want it to be, you got to overcompensate in some areas. And if you are likable and have some other value, then a woman will mentally try harder to enjoy your shit. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, don't get me wrong. There are some meats out there that women don't have to try as hard because they hit areas where it it need to be hit for the woman. But everybody ain't got what every woman want. Every woman ain't got what every man want. But you got to overcompensate, man. You got to figure out how to use your mouth. You got to figure out how to use your hand. And you got to... Sometimes you got to walk in there and bite a slice of humble pie. You can't be the light-skinned, green-eyed, <laughs> uh, heartthrob because, you know, the the girls that you have sex with are the ones that you pursue are the ones that haven't had that much sex, you know, and so you feel like you king shit out here in these streets. You, you can't do that. No. Y'all got, y'all got work to do, gentlemen
1: and i mean and that's even evidence but was it was he the one who dated angela
0: mm-hmm.
1: angela was in love with that nigga. angela loved him and he was a fuck boy so like obviously that was a situation in which for her whatever his personality was and them dating overcompensated for like other areas but like he was not a likable guy he's not likable now like i think we're friends on facebook and anytime i see any of his posts i just he got a punchable face even all these years later and he's still very arrogant as evidenced by his facebook post anyway and so um yeah (laughs) Mm. but it was the begging and pleading for a second chance that really got us that we was just like that nigga still like let it go just take the l it's okay you probably fucked half the girls on this campus like take those w's take this one l and just move on with your life it's okay
2: it's what
1: it, is. it is what it is um i've just been experiencing a bunch of just random shit lately um i had the worst doctor experience of life and so when i was having uh i went to a doc in the box for the food poisoning because my general practice uh practice doctor i will never go back to okay So I found her through my insurance company, as you usually do. If you have insurance, you want to find somebody that's within network that the insurance will pay for. And the first time I went to her, I was already not pleased because one of the first things she did when she came in the room was hugged me. Who the fuck does that? What are you doing? Why are you hugging me? I don't hug people I like. Okay. Bitch, I don't even know you. And the first and we're in in the COVID monkeypox world, and you want to walk in here. I'm already sick when I went to go and see you. And you fucking hugging me. Like, get the fuck out of here. She's like this really like stuck in the, the, the 60s, 70s, hippie, holistic practice. And I don't have any issue with holistic medicine, okay? But her whole like vibe it, and some people would love it you know if you're somebody that's like super holistic super hippie and 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 all that shit, you would love her i on the other hand was ready to punch her in the face. and so i was like maybe you know maybe that's what she does like when you first meet her whatever so like I what was happening i was having uh, i had been sick for like two weeks And I was having spasms in my um, calf muscle on my left leg and I couldn't figure out what the fuck was going on. So I went back to her. Again, she came in, hugged me and was like, oh, I haven't seen you in so long. Bitch, you're a doctor. (laughs) You only see me when I'm sick. Of course you haven't seen me. What the fuck are you talking about? And she didn't run any tests. I told her my symptoms, told her I have been sick for a while. She's like, well, you probably had COVID but you know, we're 14 days out. So like, you know, it just take a little while for you to get past it. And I'm going to, um, I'm going to get you to get some of these, um, supplements and vitamins. And this is a natural muscle relaxant. So like whatever's going on with your leg, that'll probably help. She ran no blood tests. She didn't test me for COVID or anything. I get to the front counter. She had, Prescribed two supplements. One was like a vitamin supplement and one was just a regular supplement. And so I asked the lady, like, how much they were. And she was like, $60. What? (laughs) I was like, no, you can keep those. The same. So the one that was for the muscle, a natural muscle relaxant, because my fucking leg was in so much pain. I did go to Target and get that. You want to know how much them fucking pills were in Target? How much? $10. You trying to charge me thirty fucking dollars for something that costs ten dollars because she was gonna give me two, so I'm sixty dollars. Each of them was thirty dollars. I'm gonna, mm-hmm. bitch. Are you crazy? So I'm I'm not gonna go back to her because I the third time will will be the charm, and I will probably lose my shit on her. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I just gotta find another another doctor. But like, it's the hippie shit. Like I I just. That's, <laughs> you can't do that. Like you're dealing with sick people. Like, and again, everybody is not like that. Like I don't like to be hugged by the people that I love. <laughs> A stranger, like get the fuck off. What are you talking about? Don't touch me unless it is necessary for an exam to find out what the fuck is wrong with me. But like outside of that, we shouldn't be hugging. What, what, are, you, what are you doing? Hated it. Hated it. So now I got to find another um, doctor, which is difficult because I work for a private practice now and I get my insurance through the marketplace. And I Blue Cross Blue Shield is like the gold standard in the South in Alabama. They have like Blue Cross Blue Shield of other states, but Blue Cross of Alabama is like the gold standard in Alabama. But the shit is expensive and the deductibles are ridiculously high. So I went with a different company this time because my monthly premium is cheaper, but it also means it's less accepted by places. So like, it's just been difficult. And insurance in um, America is like one of the biggest scams that they run on this. It's so trash. Extremely. Like you pay a monthly premium that doesn't go towards anything. Then you owe a deductible, which means you have to pay this certain amount of money before the insurance will even fucking kick in. And a lot of times these deductibles are like two thousand, three thousand dollars. So you have to pay out of pocket that amount before the insurance that you pay for every month will even pay for shit. You have to pay a copay when you go see a doctor. uh They'll only cover a percentage of certain fucking things. So like you end up spending all this fucking money. <laughs> It is so ridiculous. And now you have to have insurance or there's a penalty if you don't get it. And so it's just such a fucking scam. It's such a scam. It's the worst.
0: Capitalism.
1: is so trash. Um, and then they'll just stop. You know, I, again, I work for a private practice office. And so We've had situations where, like, the insurance company would pay for mental health services and then stop paying for mental health services, but they didn't notify our client, and so then we bill to the insurance. They don't cover anything, and so now it's $145 an hour to see somebody uninsured where I work. And so now you got a bill (laughs) for $300 for counseling services that you thought your insurance company, we thought your insurance company was going to cover, and didn't. Because they just like either changed what they um will cover or they they stopped the mental health benefits at all. <sighs> it's such a scam. It's a scam It's a scams.
0: Definitely scamity, scam scam. Um,
1: also, I I so I told y'all I was in a relationship when we came back on the show at the beginning of the year. And <clears> I'm not <throat> in it anymore. And I haven't been in it since like april but it just wasn't for me anything to mention because he's not dead i didn't bake him an apple pie um it wasn't anything egregious enough for him to die over um it was a situation where he lacked basic communication skills um and you know thankfully because of my friends because i am really no nonsense <laughs> i was ready to walk away like <laughs> as soon as the issues started happening but let's you know having my friends and, and especially on point be like no you gotta you gotta help him and of course in my mind i'm like this is a grown-ass motherfucker. why do i, I this feel like work like like actual being at work helping clients work um but it just he could never get it together he would disappear um because he was dealing with things and wouldn't tell me and then just expect me to just be like oh, okay like whenever you decide to come back around and shit don't work that way mm-hmm. um so i've been single since april and recently cuz i just this is the thing i wasn't even that angry about the relationship ending even though it had been like 6 months at that time or 7 or however long um It wasn't even a, I've wasted all that time kind of a thing. My thing is always, you didn't put me back out here in these single streets. Okay. Like it's, it's, it's essentially like becoming homeless. (laughs) That's what it feel like. Now I got to go back out here and do these fucking dates and shit. I got to go back out here and get on these goddamn dating apps and it's trash. And I don't want to do, that's what angers me. It ain't even about relationships ending. And I don't know what that says about me (laughs) and my emotions and how much I'm emotionally attached or not emotionally attached to people. But I was just more upset about the fact that I was going to have to fucking start over. Because what the fuck? Um, I got on Hinge. There was a suggestion of On Point. It is better. I will say it's better than the apps I've been on before. However, you know, fuck niggas are everywhere. Um, First dude that I messaged with, (laughs) It ended abruptly because I think I sent him a message that was like, Hey, how are you? His first message to me was, I'm good, just in need of a massage. Fuck <laughs> you telling me that for? Like what what am I so was my response supposed to be like, Oh, I'll give you a massage? Like, let's meet
2: up. Like well, what he
0: was- wanted to say, I bet them quads probably need some good workings. That's what he wanted you to say. You wanted Um, you to be with the program. I wasn't. You wanted you to rub on them inner thighs.
1: (laughs) This is literally your first message to me. Like, all I said was, hey, how you doing? And this is what you said. Like, immediately, that turns me off. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I ignored it. I ignored the massage part. And was like, that's good. You know, um, just starting out the work week. And you know this this nigga unmatched with me? Because I did not respond to the massage part.
0: I mean, he looking for something very specific. He's
1: looking for something very specific. But it's like, why would... You know, you don't even know me. I could be nuts. You could meet up with me and I could jack all your shit. And you just so dumb that you just like, she gonna give me a massage. You like,
0: want you to jack off his shit. <laughs> That's what he want.
1: I really... I hate it. I hate I hate being out here. I hate like getting to know people and chatting with folks. I hate like the fact that you have to go through 50,000 people before you get to like a decent person. And I get annoyed and exasperated very easily to where then I'm going to be like, fuck it. Because like, I honestly, I probably haven't opened up Hinge in probably about two weeks. But I don't want to do it. I don't want to fucking do it. Dating's not fun to me. It isn't. I don't like it. I hate it. I I know it's a means to an end. I know that it's something that I need to do, but the actual act of doing this shit is not pleasant to me. I don't like it. I don't like it. I fucking hate it. It's trash. It's so trash. So I'm back in a position where I'm trying to like hype myself up <laughs> to yeah. engage again because I like I'm completely withdrawn at this at this point.
0: Oh, yeah, I know you got to hype yourself up. I know you do. It's, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. It's trash. You know, I'm finding out some stuff about myself that's, like, I guess difficult when it comes to relationships. and Because I don't think I've ever felt emotions and had the same emotional experiences everybody else have. I just don't. I don't I don't care about things in the way that people traditionally want to be cared about. Um at least how I guess the, the Disney movies and
2: ugh,
0: all these different <laughs> things lead you to believe like fairy tale shit, <clears throat> prince charming. I don't know, man. I just don't know where I, I lie on the, the relationship spectrum. Uh, in terms of what I desire and what I can give to people. And, and, you know, that's represented in like some of my friends calling me a a psychopath just for fun. just it's fun and games and stuff, but it's represented in what they perceive my emotional experience to be. And I, you know, been thinking, what do people in relationship, what is the perception there? You know, what's the perception of a partner when they seeing those same things? And it's like, I, I just have to... Relationships for me seem... Are seeming to have to be... Like, they're calculation. It's just not feeling.
1: That's why people jokingly call you a psychopath. <laughs> I'm just...
0: But I, I'm just saying... I'm. Mean, What's my throat doing? Damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I understand why they're saying that. I'm smart enough to know why, you know. But it's just something that I'm having to calculate into how I engage with people, and how I communicate about myself to people. I can't talk to somebody I'm dating and be like, "Well, you know, I'm a psychopath." <laughs> you know, <laughs> don't do that. Uh, because I'm not a psychopath. You know, I am just a dude that probably don't emote enough for people to understand. And I don't get razzled or frazzled. It's like very, very few people that have seen me angry uh, or heard me angry. And most of that is when I'm getting to my brother. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's that's a thing. But I don't know there is never a time in your life that you should stop learning about yourself. No angel was talking about standing in front of the mirror naked. Oh, um, that's the level of learning about yourself that you got to do, you know, in more ways than just the physical. You had to take an inventory of your experiences and figure out how to adjust it. Yeah. you was-
2: know,
0: Oh, go ahead.
1: I was just going to say, it's hard to do.
0: Mm-hmm. Did you see the images from that James Webb telescope? No. The new telescope that has surpassed the Hubble telescope took some pictures of galaxies that are, you know, light years away and with so much more clarity than we've ever seen. hmm And that shit kind of threw me into a... I don't want to say it threw me into an existential crisis, but it really, really impacted my brain <laughs> because I was looking at all of those galaxies that were taking a photo of in the span of a grain of sand, only as big as a grain of sand. And we saw all of these galaxies in that little view. So imagine being able to spread that out all the way to the whole galaxy and seeing how much stuff exists. The crazy part about those kind of telescopes, though, is that, like, when you see something on the telescope, what you're seeing happened, like, so long ago. Like, somebody who, another galaxy that's doing the shit that we did in terms of seeing the galaxy, they're seeing it probably when dinosaurs was around and shit <laughs> like they're not seeing it in real time it ain't <laughs> no real time visual of the galaxy but it made me think man like what are those other universes doing like how are they existing the, the galaxies that have an inhabitable planet that had a species that evolved into uh sentient beings are they are they fucking filling out scantrons and w-2s i would hope not are they taking the world's natural resources and putting them in bottles and selling it? Like, we are doing, like, to me, we are doing some of the most utterly dumb and selfish shit down here with the the, the energy that we've been given to have. And I know it ain't we doing it. Like, I ain't doing it. You ain't doing it. But it is just showing me how intolerable I am of the system that we have, man. Like, the politicians need to die. And I don't mean, like, a, a bomb in the Capitol. I mean, like, their life need to just keep, like, Mitch McConnell need to just age on out. <laughs> Nancy Pelosi, she need to age on out. Like, everybody needs to age on out, and we need to get to whatever the next stage in politics is going to be. It, yeah. And it's just, that need to happen. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: I was in a training all week and professional trainings in the South and in the Bible Belt, you know, obviously I'm a therapist. And so, you know, there does need to be an aspect of like spirituality because there, you know, you'll have clients that come in that may be having crises that are spiritual in nature. However, I really hate how much religion is, like, pushed down here. Like, we had these activities that we had to do, and one of them was religion-based. And I'm sitting there looking crazy because I'm not religious. Um, And so one of the people doing the training recognized the, I don't know if I was looking annoyed. I don't know what my face was doing because my face does what it does. I'm not in control of it all the time, and so she came over and she was like, um, "You know how?" And she asked me like, "How could I work this better?" And I was like, "You know, spirituality is spirituality. Religion is religion. I'm not religious, so like, what you're asking me to do is based on a religion then I can't do it because I don't have one. I could do it. I could give you the answers, because uh, the the question was, um, what was it?" <sighs> show what you, the characteristics of God, the characteristics of God, and then the characteristics of yourself. And then you're supposed to see how those things crossed over to, I guess, see that show that all of us have some God in us. Mm -hmm. But I was like, that don't, because honestly, if, if you want me to give the characteristics of God as I know it based on like this religious God y'all be talking about, it ain't going to be no positive characteristics. Like y'all see him as this benevolent person, but like, or entity, but like, where, <laughs> like, where is he benevolent? Like people say that all the time, but it's like, anytime bad shit happen, y'all just like, say that's the devil, but it's like, okay, but God is, He's there and he could stop it, but he doesn't. So, like,
0: or they say it's God's plan,
1: or it's God's plan. And so then I'm like, well, God is a masochist because if this is his plan, is to watch people fucking suffer. It's kind of like, so okay, this is terrible, but like, I see and I see Christianity's version of God as a Sims player. Anybody that plays The Sims, <laughs> if you play The Sims, The Sims has a, uh, It has a setting where you can like give the characters autonomy. And so they have autonomy. They can, if you don't touch the game, they will go around and do stuff. They're idiots. So they won't do all the things that they need to do, but like they'll autonomously do a lot of the things to kind of keep themselves alive. But even with that autonomy on, you as the player can go in and create all kind of fucking havoc if you want to. You can cancel out their autonomy so like let's say the sim decides it's gonna go to the bathroom i could just x their shit up and make them piss on themselves if i want to and never let them go to the bathroom like people lock these characters in a room with no doors and watch them die <laughs> like like people play the sims in all kind of way there was like versions of the sims where, like if they got in a pool if you took the pool ladder out they would drown And <laughs> people were doing that that's how i see Christianity's God. It's like he's the orchestrator of a Sims game. And while yeah, you got autonomy, at any time, your autonomy it could just not fucking matter. Because it you could be have autonomy and a tornado come wipe all your shit out. <laughs> what you gonna do? Your autonomy ain't gonna help you with that. Because now you gotta know where to live. All your shit is destroyed randomly, and there was nothing you could do about it. But that's god's plan like somebody would take that and try to put it in a spot you just needed to start over this is an opportunity for you to start over But i didn't want to start over how why do if i have a t- why do i not get a say in whether or not i want that shit to happen like now i just i'm forced to just figure out what the fuck i'm gonna do like it's not this so like for me none of my characteristics that i listed were positive because i i don't have a positive view of what occurs <laughs> like and so I told the lady, I was like, I could give you the Bible's 30 version. I can write down benevolent, loving, caring. I can write down all of those words that I was taught that what is what how God is supposed to be. But my experience with the world don't really line up with that. Not the way that I perceive it. So that was just very annoying. And it's not. I mean, a lot of times, you know, I'll go to conferences or. I'll go to trainings. They'll pray over food. Just all of this shit that I'm like, how do you know everybody here even believes what you believe? Or that they don't have a problem with this or an issue with this or this. Like, they don't care because it's the South. And everybody assumes that everybody is Christian. (laughs) And if you're not, then it just sucks to be you. Because we're going to do this. (laughs) And I was just like, (sighs) you know, and then you you have this like feeling of otherness or like isolation because everybody else in the room is doing the status quo mm-hmm. <laughs> so now I just look like a fucking heathen <laughs> who's ungodly and and just awful. it's just all I just don't like being put in those situations and I, that whole day after that activity, I was just pissed and ready to go because I was like. I just don't like it. I didn't like the the feeling, and I feel like there's a way to like show people to, how to because it's with anything. There are a lot of things that my clients go through or are dealing with that I personally don't go through. Right? If somebody comes in and tell me that they believe that you know uh, white potatoes are are their god, then that's your business. I mean, <laughs> like I don't have to believe in white potatoes. For me to be able to help you with maybe some issues that you're having right like i don't have to have those same beliefs and so that i feel like teaching spirituality from a certain specific religion it doesn't it's not helpful because if you have somebody that come in whose religion is different from yours what you going to do then because you have to be respect respectful of whatever people believe i can't push my christian beliefs off on somebody that come in that's a Jehovah's Witness. I've had Jehovah Jehovah Witnesses for clients before. Their belief system is very fucking different. Okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's quite different. Um, and a lot of it I don't agree with, but I don't have to to help them deal with whatever they're dealing with. So like, I just didn't like that shit. Um, and it's not the first time I've experienced that. And I've gotten to a place in my life. Like I think when I was younger. I would kind of just go along to get along just so that I wouldn't be other, you know, just wouldn't be outside the scope. But now I'm just like, I ain't finna do this shit <laughs> because you need to be uncomfortable. Because she had, she was like, she seemed like she was kind of like, hadn't thought about the fact that there might be people who like were gonna have an issue with that particular assignment. And so then she didn't know what to do, but you need to, you get, cause you, you, there's no telling how many of these trainers that you put on and made people uncomfortable. You need to know this, absolutely. that this is a problem. And so like, I just, I stopped doing that. I used to go along and get along and just kind of put down the answers I knew that they were expecting, but I've stopped doing this shit because like, you need to be respective of how, all the people that might be coming to your training and everybody not going to be a fucking Christian. I know Christians think that they're the end all be all, but y'all ain't. Like there are people that believe other things Um, and that's okay. And Christians have such a hard time with that. But it was just, it was annoying. That was probably the most, the worst part of that training for me was that day. Cause I was just like, you know, why are you putting me in this position? (laughs) And again, I could have easily just gave the status quo answers, but I'm tired of doing that. Like, you stop doing this to people. Please. I hate it. I hate it so much. So, yeah.
2: I don't know.
0: That's Bible Bible Belt shit. shit.
1: It is Bible Belt shit. Trash. Uh, Even workplace, like, I've worked in places where, like, we would have, again, I worked in a place where, like, all these forced birthday parties happened. Uh, with my crazy ass boss that I've talked about before. And they prayed at every one of those. <laughs> We're at work in the office. <laughs> and like they would pray over mm-hmm. the food. And it's like,
0: okay. When they started praying, you should have did when you should have put your hands up and did a <laughs> Motherfucker bet they stopped praying after the goddamn. They either gonna stop praying to tell you your religion is fucked up and that's non-profit <laughs> rule breaking, goddamn. You can't do that shit. <laughs> Can't tell nobody they can't practice their fucking religion if you practicing yours. It's just
1: an it, it's annoying because I feel like anytime that I see religion being pushed is usually by Christians. <laughs> like, I feel like people of other religions are a lot more just like they just practice they shit. And this, this is what they do. Like they don't feel the need to like make you be Buddhist or make you be, you know what I'm saying? Like they just practice what mm-hmm. the fuck they practice. But Christians pushy as fuck like this shit is annoying (laughs) for my nerves like jesus it's just too much it's too much and i don't have a problem with religion religion is just not for me i have my own reasons why that is the case um and so i don't again if, if if believing in christianity is what helps you get through your day great and again i have clients that are christians that come in that may be having issues I can help them because I can separate myself from it. I just wish everybody else could do that shit too. Like, let me just be over here and be non-religious and that be okay. And it not not be forced on me every time, every turn, because I'm in Alabama. That shit is annoying as fuck. It's just, it's irritating.
0: You ain't get no special treatment, red.
1: I don't want special treatment. I just want to be left alone. <laughs> like
0: that's special treatment in Alabama.
1: Like know, they said, try to
0: motherfucking include your ass in every goddamn thing.
1: Like I said, my my li- I made the list, but like it wasn't the list that everybody else had. I because I had shit like unpredictable. Um <laughs> because God is unpredictable. Like, you don't know. Again, you could live your life to the T of the Bible and still have fucked up shit happen. And again, people just go to say, that's just God's plan. And when you ask people, because listen, my mom is very religious and we bumped heads a lot because I would ask her questions. And when she didn't have an answer, she would either tell me, you don't question God, which in my mind, I'm, like, I'm not questioning God because God didn't tell me this, you did. I'm questioning you. And if you believe this, then you should be able to answer these questions for me. Or either you don't question God or you know it's it's just part of god's plan and we just have to wait and see what how why and i'm supposed to be okay with that why are you okay with that <laughs> what but it was always you don't question god but again i'm not questioning him he didn't tell me none of this he didn't and as far as i know the bible was written by a man So I don't believe in that shit either because I don't know what parts are true and what parts aren't. And honestly, for me, if all of these miraculous, amazing things happen in the Bible, why did they stop? Why we don't have none of that shit now? None of it. None of it. Why? How did what
0: miraculous happened in the Bible?
1: Like the flood and people living to be 195 and All of these miracles that were occurring. Like, none of that shit
0: happens. Yeah, I feel like ain't none of that shit happened.
1: But if people believe that it did. So, for the people that believe that it did, why does it not happen now? Like, the Bible was written all you got before Christ and AD. So, we're talking like thousands of years of just radio silence. None of this shit that was amazing that was, it just stopped happening. Why? None of those things
0: happen anymore. I used to ask them questions. I remember asking a pastor if, why if, did, why don't strength why don't God show his strength in people's hair no more? Because if I yeah. saw somebody with if I saw somebody with a full main hair mane, you know, living 700 pounds, and then when they get their hair cut, they can't live none. I'd be like, that's some uh supernatural shit right there. But Something that's out I there said. is real.
1: Those yeah. kind of things don't happen anymore. Why? how did that stop happening part of the reason why like you got people in the bible that believed in god was because these miraculous things happened and so it there wasn't an explanation for it what is that now <laughs> like
0: because it's really looking like that shit never happened and whoever <laughs> told the stories was goddamn weird and now y'all up sitting here being weird and remembering and retelling these stories and That's a two thousand year old fucking book, man. What fuck are we supposed to be getting out of that shit?
1: But people feel like this is what you. This is and oh, here's another reason why religion, Christianity, people use that shit to just like fuck with people so much in so many different ways. Uh, Religion has been used in so many negative ways, and. I just to justify doing a bunch of fuck shit like you can use religion to justify like murdering people (laughs) or like you know completely disowning your children because they're gay and, and that's against god and so you gotta go like it's just it's used so negatively i just i don't get it i don't get it you know believe what you believe Like I said, I I don't have to get it, but this is why I don't, I'm not religious because of all of these empty spaces that don't make sense. And nobody's ever been able to fill them in for me because they don't know. You, like, I feel like we just pass down this shit and everybody believes what they're told to believe Mm -hmm. their whole lives. And so we just continue on with it with no evidence of anything. Because, like, even (laughs) this is one of the areas where me and my mom will bump heads even now let's say something really good happens like i work really hard and get a promotion at work or if i like you know work really hard i got a car i had to get i had to get the new car because my prius died but like anytime something good happens she takes away what i did and says it was god and i'm like what? Is it <laughs> like because I think I was the one that was going to work every day and putting up with bullshit and, and, and got a raise. Like how it's so it's like, I don't get credit for anything. It's just God. Again, when good stuff happened to you, it's God. When bad stuff happened to you, it's either the devil or it's God testing you to make you stronger because of blessings. He's going to give you later. <laughs> like You can't just give them to me. What? <laughs> None of this makes sense to me.
0: None of it makes it weird. It's it's kooky.
1: But she gives a lot of credit, even for the things that happened in her life. My mom is like one of the hardest working women I know. And she don't give herself credit for shit. God did it all. God did it all. And I'm just like,
2: okay.
1: I don't understand it.
0: The only way I've had God. So Calvinism is a faith of a Christian Christian sect that says, you know, what happened was God created the earth, and like a, a wristwatch, and he, you know, when you turn a wristwatch, it go and it go forever. Mm-hmm. He turned that shit, it went, and that's you know what? That's what's happening. It's going. He don't intervene. He don't do shit. He just he created the rules. The rules is life will form into this. All of these different. Gravity and all of these things exist, and y'all gotta operate within these and you know what shit happens when all you know when that shit go wrong. you go up too high and fall you die. <laughs> you don't watch the kids run around the pool they drown like this the rules are set. <laughs> if you give me that version of God, I'll listen to a story but if if you trying to tell me, that God can just reach down here and change shit, but he ain't doing it, then God is antisocial personality disorder, narcissistic personality disorder. We went through this shit before yeah. with Trump. All that shit apply to God, too, if that's what God is doing. And, like, the way that people communicate about religion, that's what they are saying God is doing. I don't I'm like.
1: I, you know, and again, it, it's not even about for me. If that's what you believe, that's it, don't make sense to me. But, you know, do you? If that's what you need to get through life, that helps you. That's great. My issue is when it's pushed off on me and I'm told I should believe this too. And if I don't, it's something wrong with me. Cause I don't think it's something wrong with you for believing that. Like I said, if that's what you need, cool. I could be accepting of that and just let you be over there doing what you do i don't understand why you can't let me be over here and do what i do and it not be a problem and why i you know you feel like you gotta like give me your testimony and get me to cross over to your side like just let me be over here because if you think i'm going to hell let me go Mm -mm. (laughs) let me go don't worry about me you just do what you need to do to get into heaven and just let me be in hell if that's where i'm gonna end up then just let me be there let me be there
2: (laughs) because the thing
1: about it is another Another uh, part of Christianity is that you are judged based on what you did in life. So that's another reason why I don't understand why Christians out here just doing the absolute fucking most. Because all of this shit that you're doing in your personal life is supposed to be what you're going to be judged. So you could be out here and turn all kinds of, of gay people straight. You can be out here and get all kinds of people to join churches. But if you're doing fuck shit in your own life, you're still going to hell according to y'all rules. So why are you so worried about what other people are doing anyway? It don't help you. You're not gonna get into heaven any quicker or any easier because you out here minding other people's fucking business. (laughs) So what why do you care?
0: Well, you know, they built they built in the context of professing your faith to other people into the system. But I really it really wouldn't be fair if you get to heaven and they was like had a tally of how many gays you turn straight <laughs> and how many m- uh, murderers you turn into productive citizens. Like I profess, j- if just professing the word of God, like it can't be really to change the people you professing to. It's, it must just be a test of whether you'll do the shit or not. I
1: think he goes it goes back to God being a narcissist. He want people talking about him. <laughs> wait, you need to tell everybody possible about me. And only me. Cause there are no gods before me. So you need to be making sure that you get my name out there and letting people know. I am the only way.
0: I am the way, the truth, and the light.
1: Yeah.
0: Motherfucker. <laughs> I made this shit. I killed. And everybody
1: I, needs to know it.
0: Nigga, I killed for less.
1: <laughs> that's why i couldn't be god i was talking to my brother the other day see i say some stuff that make people think i'm a psychopath too but like i was like i couldn't i would be smiting niggas left and right trump would have been smited like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna be up there looking at you doing this bullshit when i could just smite you and in that shit. like you right you can make your decisions i gave you autonomy you making the wrong one smite <laughs> i it'd be you know, it, I would be Thanos snapping all kind, But, like, with specific... Thanos just wanted to get rid of half the world. I would be getting rid of, like, specific motherfuckers. Just smiting the shit out of people.
0: Smite. Mm. <laughs> it's bad.
1: I would. That's why I'm not God. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't work out. Wouldn't work out. All of these Christians is out here doing all of this fuck shit. All y'all would be smited. And not all Christians, but the one Again, you got people... It's like it's like the all of these white senators that were like voting against abortion, but like you you didn't had to get a mistress and abortion before because you was cheating on your wife and the bitch got pregnant. You would get smited. Cause you sitting out here running your mouth and, and trying to do all of this, but like I know what you did. Smite. <laughs> You'd be smited. Mm. I don't get it. But it's
0: just, straight in the dust.
1: <laughs> you know? Like living in the South and just even in professional, like being a professional in the South is just, there are moments where I just be like, and again, I don't know what my face looked like, but she came over and I will give that to her. She did come over and we had a conversation about it because apparently my face looked like fuck you Mm -hmm. (laughs) or or whatever. I don't know what my face is doing, but she came over and we, we had a conversation about it and, um, you know, I expressed to her like, what you know, what, how I felt about it. And um, so that that was nice. At least she was willing to do that. And I'm not, I'm not telling you to change a whole fucking, you know, the way you do this shit for just me, but it ain't just me. I guarantee you there've been other people that she has done this training for that felt the same way. But again, you just learn, it's easier just to go with the status quo. It's just easier to just like pretend to be a Christian than to have to listen to Christians tell you why you should be a Christian. It's just easier not to deal with that shit. So there's lots of situations where I've just been like, okay, Because I want to do this with you. Because I know that there's not, again, you can't even explain to me why you believe what you believe other than to say this what it is and you ain't supposed to question God. I can't debate with that. So I'm just not going to. I'm just going to be like, okay. All right. (laughs) And just go along with it because it's easier.
0: She probably wanted to walk up to you and be like, is you an atheist bitch? (laughs) Get your ass out of my motherfucking class and move to New York. Alabama. We love Jesus.
1: And they're from Louisiana. The people that did the training's from
0: Louisiana. Oh, they they know about that voodoo. They probably overcompensating with that Christianity. <laughs> they know their uncle and got on their roots can't get out this woman life. <laughs> Taught them slipping
1: um uh, also randomly this is again i just had a bunch of random stuff like i listen to like i don't listen to i don't listen to a lot of new music because i'll i'm always like what the fuck is this what are they talking about make no else to-. but i know it's not for me so instead of talking shit about it i just like don't listen to it so like i literally the music that i listen to is music that i listened to when i was younger i don't know none of these new artists if somebody put a gun in my head and told me to name some songs by some, or even fucking tell them you told me a name and I could tell you a song. I don't know. I don't know. I don't listen to it. But there are times when I will be listening to songs that I am familiar with, and I'll be like, we really let this shit ride. This don't even this song is a bunch of jibber jabber. So Rex in Effect, Rump Shaker came on. <laughs> the chorus to that song. Is all I want to do is zoom-a-zoom-zoom in your boom-boom. Just shake your rump. What? What the fuck is that? All I want to do is zoom-a-zoom-zoom-zoom in your boom-boom.
0: This is how how motherfuckers was responding to them uh, (laughs) censoring fucking shits in politics. They had to come up with some stupid-ass creative ways. To say penis in your vagina. That was not but, a
1: good. But way. but
0: but Zuma, Zuma zooma in your boom boom. <laughs> that, I mean, come on, man.
1: I listened to this song and I was just so like, oh god, this is. And that has happened a couple of times. Like I'll be listening to an old song and I'll be like, what the fuck is this? This doesn't make any sense <laughs> at all. But that was just one that I heard within the last few weeks. And I was like, I cannot believe that this was popular because it makes no goddamn sense. <laughs> zoom, zoom, zoom. It sounds like something like a toddler that hasn't learned to speak quite yet. <laughs> that's what they sound like.
0: You need help, child.
1: Zoom, zoom, zoom in your boom, boom. The chorus. So they didn't just say that one. Like, that's the chorus to that fucking song. That That is said... Multiple times throughout
2: this song, <laughs> mm,
1: mm, mm. I just had a good laugh. I was like, "This is crazy," and this is why I like I tell people I don't shit on the music now, because I know it was ridiculous shit in the music that I listened to too. This form of ridiculousness just ain't the ridiculousness that I'm used to, so I just don't listen to it. But I don't shit on it. Like I just don't. I don't watch award shows no more because the people winning the awards, I'm like, "Who is that?" <laughs> <laughs> like mm. there are few, even like the more popular ones that you kind of can't get away from knowing because they name been in the news for shit outside of their music, like Meg Thee Stallion. Uh, is it is it just is it sweetie or is it Saweetie I don't know how. So to weedy. It's That's how I've
0: heard it. So weedy.
1: Uh, I don't know none of her music. I know because of her relationship with one of them migos, and it not going well. But like music, well, I don't know none of her shit. I don't know really no nothing to make the instead, like other than the um WAP, which I did not listen to. Wasn't it her, her and Cardi B. You didn't
0: listen to WAP? No. You never heard the song?
1: No. I started listening to it and immediately cut that shit off. Yeah. It <laughs> I'm
0: sounds, cool. It sounds about right.
1: No thanks. I'm 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 cool on it.
0: No. Yeah, Cardi B made Mayda's Day.
1: Okay. So yeah. Like it, so I know some of their names because of them being in the news for other shit. Like, I don't know them because of music shit. Like, I, Kodak Black, I know because he look like a pickaninny and he say a lot of problematic shit. He don't look as much like a pickaninny since he cut his hair off, but, like, he still kind of look like a pick-a-nitty. Um, And he just say a lot of problematic things. That's what I know him for. I don't know his music and like anytime i have heard him on a, another song that i've heard his voice annoys me i don't know how people listen to that you listen to a whole album of that nigga nasal high-pitched ass voice like nah i'm cool <laughs> like,
0: Yeah, he sounds like again, he all the way congested
1: all the time but again i don't shit on it it's just not for me you know it's just not for me um but yeah, I'll, list, I'll hear some old school songs sometimes and I'll be like, I don't know what the fuck we was listening to. um, Or problematic songs, like that song, Some Cut. You remember Some Cut? Yeah. What it is, Ho, or what's up? Can a nigga get in them guts? <laughs> I mean... um, there's a lot of problematic lines in that song. But I was dancing my ass off to that song when I was in college. <laughs> listening to it now, I'll be like, ooh.
0: Jesus. Yeah, we this we come from a special book. place. <laughs> like again, there's other. I'm sure there's other galaxies that got like microphones and recording devices on our planet. Saying they'll never be, they'll never come here. <laughs> like that's what the game Mass Effect is about. <laughs> like by the time Earth found a relay which teleports you to like the Citadel where all of the fucking other alien species meet at. By the time Earth got there, everybody knew that Earth humans was so fucking trash, they didn't even want them here. As <laughs> soon as the humans got there, like, hit hey, these motherfuckers bringing in the fucking crime, making this shit ghetto. <laughs> there goes the fucking universe. Humans done got here.
1: We are trash. We are. I get it. I mean, that's another thing about humans. Like, we think that we're so at bands, and just, like, we think so highly of ourselves, but I could totally see how, like, other beings would look at us as just, like, ghetto as fuck as a whole.
2: <laughs> like,
1: mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know, but I'll just have a moment. I listen, again, all I listen to is, like, 90s, early 2000s, and it's all genres, so I listen to, like, uh, 90s, 2000s, R&B, hip-hop, um, uh, pop rock like emo punk rock all of that but it's in that era of music I don't listen to none of this new shit I don't know any any, any of it <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and most of the songs that I do hear are through TikTok if it becomes TikTok famous then I probably heard the song I still don't know who sang it but like the song will sound familiar because it was in a TikTok but like outside of that I don't know and hilariously enough, Sirius XM Satellite has a TikTok radio station that plays, like, famous TikTok songs.
0: Damn.
1: And that's it. I, I have that one programmed in my um, in my car. Because I'll be like, oh, I know that song. I heard it on a TikTok. <laughs> mm, mm,
2: mm.
1: And that's it. <laughs> um, but, yeah just also I've decided to make an attempt to go back to school which I never said I I said I would never do I said I would never do that shit um and I'm not excited about it I'll be honest with you um it's a means to an end (laughs) because what I want to do is teach on a collegiate level. I don't want to teach y'all bad-ass fucking kids because I don't have time to deal with the parents. Because if a parent come up trying to book up at me because your son failed and you ain't helped him with no homework this whole goddamn school semester, but now it's all of a sudden my fault when I was sending letters home and you didn't come to none of the meetings, but now you upset because going gonna have to repeat the 10th grade, fuck you and him. I don't have the personality to work with children. <laughs> so <laughs> I want to be a professor.
0: She does not, y'all.
1: No, I don't. I don't have time for that shit. So um parents are removed in the college experience. So I only have to deal with the students. Um, not the fucking parents. So um I am getting ready to apply to some PhD programs because that is the only way to be a part of a faculty. I could do adjunct work with my masters, but I want benefits and shit in a regular position that I don't have to worry about whether or not they're gonna ask me to return semester by semester. I don't want to do that shit. Um, I'm gonna keep my license as a therapist and probably still see some clients, but like, I just, I need something different. And this is not something I'm gonna be able to do within a year, like PhD programs take like three years, three to four years. Um, And I say, I'm going to attempt because it's not guaranteed. It ain't like undergrad, if you wanna go to undergrad, I mean, you pretty much can get in, it's not hard. PhD programs are difficult to get into. Um, so I'm gonna try. (laughs) Hopefully I'll get into at least one. (laughs) Um, we'll see. But that's something else that I've been, um, kind of doing or thinking about doing and thinking about what my dissertation would be on and all of that shit. I really am not excited about this. I just
0: (laughs) you better hype your damn self up
1: i'm trying to um (sighs) i just the writing of papers and attending classes and doing all this research that i would need to do in order to be able to do my dissertation um i'm just not looking forward to any of that um and so yeah that's another
0: The the, only only new thing for me is I'm probably going to be moving back to Alabama at the beginning of the year. pending what my dad's next uh, treatment looks like, if he recovers from it properly, I'm out. If he doesn't, then, you know, I feel like a dick if he gets sicker and I leave. So, (laughs) I'm going to see how that plays out. Freestyling it, but this place ain't sustainable for me. I think because I moved here without... It wasn't my decision. It was more so I'm, I moved at the reason of my dad's health and my grandmama's suggestion because of that. So also, there's a lot of stones that were left unturned in Alabama because of COVID. And I feel like I need to close the chapter on Alabama in my own terms if that's going to be the case, because I left Alabama through COVID happening. Yeah. But yeah, that's it for me. You know. But uh, what else you got on your mind?
1: I think that's it. I mean, we rambled about a bunch of nothing. <laughs> yeah. I
0: think that's
2: enough.
0: <laughs> we'll be back to categorized rambling um, next week, I'm sure. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: And uh, we'll do it again then. Think- well, until we come to the next conversation, we out. Holla.